Good afternoon and welcome to the Sunday Afternoon Podcast with Greg Reese. I am your host, Greg Reese. Today is January 29th, 2023. And this is a podcast for all. I hope everyone is doing great. I hope everyone is healthy and keeping their peace, keeping focused, keeping present. And I hope everyone is on top of that, taking some kind of time to do something to uh, bring some light into all this darkness, even if it's just talking to your friends about what's going on. Even if it's just loving your family and loving each other, you know? We talked about that last week, love. And that's really all, that's the only thing that's going to get us out of this trap is unity. Because the only, the only way this whole game is being played is to divide us all into tribes and keep us fighting. I know that seems cliche. Uh, you know, we've heard it over and over and over again, divide and conquer. But that's it. That's it. If you are fighting some other little group of citizens, whoever they are, then in my opinion, that's a complete waste of time and that's how we're going to lose. The ones to fight are the ones in the shadows at the top and we can't really see them. We could fight their minions, uh, but not, not their dumb, mentally ill minions. They need our help. The minions, the politicians, there are no good ones, uh, not that I can see. It's a, it's, we're in quite a pickle, aren't we? You know what I mean? I mean, if, and the reason I say um, love and unity is the only way, because the only way we're ever going to get out of this and really get out <clears throat> is, to, um, is to just stop playing their game, stand up to them. It's, it's really that simple. And yet it's so complicated, isn't it? So anyways, we can all do it our own part. Uh, we really can. I was just talking to a good friend about this. I think everyone's probably frustrated about it. I know I have. And I was talking to a good friend of mine who's also frustrated about it all. And we were basically saying, you know, we got to really stop and think about our energy and use our energy as wisely as possible. We're only human. We have a limited amount of energy at our disposal each and every day. And we really need to focus on spending that energy as efficiently as possible. That means first taking care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, you're, you're good for no one and good for nothing and once you take care of yourself, take care of the ones around you, take care of your loved ones. <clears throat> and then any energy from there, go from there. But that alone, taking care of yourself and looking out for the loved ones around you, that alone is quite a powerful recipe. Because uh, by keeping everyone distracted and divided and angry, what that does is it causes people to completely waste their energy reserves 
and, uh, you know, accomplish nothing. That's exactly what they want because they're, they have plans. <clears throat> I don't even know what their plans are. And I, I don't, I'm not aware of anyone out there who, who, who is pretty, who is clear on what their agenda is. A lot of people think they know, but have you noticed that that sort of changes week by week? <clears throat> oh, that should tell you something. It's a clever little game they got. And uh, the sooner, that's another reason why we need unity because we really have to realize, we have to have some humility and realize that not only do we not know what's going on exactly, but realize that we get played and fooled. <clears throat> and, in, and until we find humility, until we recognize that our human flaws keep us chasing these false boogeymen, until <laughs> we figure that out, it's just going to keep happening, keep happening, keep happening. And we're going to lose. <clears throat> but for whatever reason, I still feel very optimistic. It's going to be a big year, folks. It's going to be a real big year. Anyways, I'm sure we'll do some more rambling, but let's talk about this Hunter Biden, Joe Biden... Classified document nonsense. There is a lot of buzz in the media about these classified documents that they keep finding. At, um, <clears throat> at Joe Biden's personal or private residence, right? And they're very kind of mysterious about it. They don't go into a lot of detail. They just talk about how the DOJ is investigating it and they keep finding more. I don't know about you, but I haven't really heard, I mean, I haven't dug too deep because it just seems so ambiguous, but they haven't really gotten into the details as to what these documents are or how they got there. It's almost like they want you to think that this senile old fool you know, just slipped him into his briefcase and took him home. But that's not how it's done. You can look up a company called JK Moving Services. JK Moving. And they're just a few minutes away from CIA headquarters in Virginia. Just outside of D.C., and we know they're the company that moved former President Trump's classified documents to his private residence in Florida. If you do a search on J.K. Moving and Trump, it'll come right up. And there's all kinds of photos and videos showing them picking up the documents and unloading the documents. On their website you'll see that they are contracted with the military and the government to move things. They're cleared, meaning they have high-level security clearances. 
and they are equipped and cleared to handle classified top secret documents. Word on the street is this is basically the CIA moving company. And that does seem to be fairly obvious. But either way, if they really wanted to get to the bottom of these classified documents, they could probably just contact JK Moving. And they would have an accounting of it. They would be able to tell you what they moved, when they moved it, where they moved it to. It's a little uh, little tidbit that should be considered to remind anyone who doesn't already know that this is all just some kind of distraction story. I think most of you guys get it, <clears throat> that it's distraction. I mean, it's kind of obvious. Does, I mean, I don't think any of you think that Joe Biden's like in charge, right? I don't think there's any president in my lifetime, including former President Trump, who hasn't been a puppet. A puppet of the Rothschild banking dynasty, which really means a puppet of the crown. Some would argue a puppet of the crown is a puppet of the Vatican, the old world order, the Vatican running the religion, the city of London running the financial, and Washington, D.C. running the military. The Roman Empire. Because the Roman Empire really never fell. I mean, you could, uh, if you, you could probably make a, if you're a historian, you could make a career out of, you know, writing books, theorizing when exactly the Roman Empire fell, when exactly it ended. There are many historians that do that. Because it's unclear. Because it never did. And you can see it on and on and on through history. Nuremberg, everyone's excited about Nuremberg 2. Whoop-de-doo. Nuremberg 1, there was only 11 people that got tried, or 11 people found, were found guilty. I don't even think any of them were executed. And the overwhelming majority of war criminals, like in the thousands all got jobs. They were all shipped all around the world to different countries. And America got a ton of them. The majority of our government and military industrial complex is run by Nazis and has been since after World War II. And there's some Freemasons involved and some Satanists and agents of the crown, agents of the Vatican, agents of the old world order. And this is the year, they would like to think, of the new world order. Because astrologically, this is the big year of shifting. It's in the stars, folks. 
And these folks follow the stars like it's their religion. You can roll your eyes all you want. As if it's some kind of woo-woo, but it isn't. You don't have to like it. It is a science. It absolutely is a science. In fact, even uh, traditional science and traditional history will tell you that, that at one point in time, all the sciences fell under astrology, all of them. And then in the modern world, they were all split up into astronomy, astrology. Well, astrology sort of became fringe. But all, you know, astronomy, math, geology, chemistry. These things were all under the same umbrella at one point. And mostly only learned by, um, you know, elitist secret society, mystery schools. You know, we've come a long way. We have come a long way. The world has improved and we have moved closer towards some type of individual freedom, some type of world of truth. We really have. You go back in history and it, and what you'll find is less freedom, more slavery. I mean, you could say that everything's a total mess right now and you're not going to get any argument from me. But everything's changing, <clears throat> and uh, the reason that they're following astrology is because they believe that's their best possible chance of coming through this all on top. But they also know that the cards are stacked against them because the astrology actually says that we're moving into an era of great change It doesn't necessarily have all the, you know, elements and qualities of the old paradigm in it. It's a new paradigm. The age of Aquarius. You can roll your eyes all you want. And so they're playing it by the book. Perfect example. Uh, Excuse me, folks. I got a little... Congestion. I tried quitting coffee. And I have coffee, I have caffeine withdrawal symptoms, and that's one of them. Another one was I spent the last two nights, I haven't had sleep in like two days, so I'm feeling a little crazy. Did you know that if you quit coffee, you become insomniac or an insomniac in some cases? I just learned that. And so I went back to coffee today because I need to sleep. And I kind of like coffee. So I'll quit some other time maybe, or never. But here's an example. The, um, the astrology says that the, one of the biggest parts, one of the biggest moments of change that's going to happen this year is in March. 
I'm not going to go into the details of why, but a lot of you already know, and you can easily find that. It's pretty much what everyone's saying, and they'll explain why. But starting around mid-March and, and peaking around the end of March, and I just got this interesting email from a gentleman who works, we're going to keep him anonymous, but he works in the cybersecurity industry in Europe. And he was telling me that right after the um, right after the bail-in announcement happened that went viral, the FDIC, his company got a new contract to prepare for these bail-ins, and it's in three phases. They're in phase two right now, and they're just preparing. Phase two ends... Uh, in the end of March. So phase three begins at the end of March. So they've got it all timed, this shift. And he says they're, they're, um, what is it? I'm going to read from his email. What is interesting is that the European Central Bank is not targeting banks, but financial intermediaries. These intermediaries like SWIFT or large settlement houses have accounts for their clients, big banks like HSBC, for example. And then he goes on to explain how, from his point of view, which is in security for these banks, it appears as if they know for sure that the system's going to fail but they don't know exactly where. And so they have things set up, which he's calling data lakes, which are uh, big server farms that are there for the purpose of graphically analyzing a, a massive amount of, of um, data. And so what they're trying to do is <clears throat> get on top of it, try to see who's going to, fail first, and then it looks like they're going to target those institutions with the bail-ins. So it almost seems, I have to, I, I have to interview this gentleman and get some more details, but it almost seems like the plan, at least in Europe, is not going into people's private accounts. Well, I guess it's the same thing. Going into the banks themselves, which would be, I guess, the same thing, but it would be the central bank going into the other banks and pulling money out of the ones that are about to go insolvent, or I, I still have to wrap my head around it. But he also went on, went on to explain that the way the system is set up is these other banks, like HSBC, for example, they there's sort of an assumed trust. So they can straight up lie about their current situation. So if these banks are going insolvent, they can keep that to themselves instead of reporting it to the to the central banks. And this gentleman who's in the banking cybersecurity industry says it's actually in their best interest, and it's set up in a way where these banks, if they were going insolvent, there, there's no reason why they would not keep that to themselves. And apparently this is well understood by the central banks, so that's what they're doing. They're focusing on trying to manage 
major financial crash, which they all seem to expect around the end of March, which happens to coincide exactly with the astrology. I'm, I'm serious. I saw around uh, New Year's, I watched... Um, <clears throat> some people have called him the InfoWars astrologer because he is uh, pretty privy to, you know, conspiracies, whatever you want to call it. And he explained how, yeah, in the house of money, money and finances, the end of March seems to be a changing, a, ma- a major dramatic changing in the money system, something like we haven't seen in centuries. So, anyways, having said that, I think I went off on another tangent there, but back to the wrapping up the um, the Biden uh, classified documents distraction. Yeah. If they really want to know, they know it's a, it's just a distraction there. It's an excuse to get rid of them, obviously for one, because the same DOJ that's, you know, reportedly investigating these classified documents that are so mysterious, even though they could probably call JK moving and figure out exactly what's in them. That same DOJ is who covered up the Hunter Biden laptop and covered up all the corruption with Ukraine, corruption with China. It's the same DOJ that is probably running the executive branch right now that installed this creature that we know as Joe Biden, who I think a lot of you will agree, will agree, we've seen plenty of evidence to suggest that that's not even Joe Biden. And if it is, he's definitely not playing with a full deck anymore. He's definitely not in charge of anything, not even wiping his own butt. And yet, everyone's sort of playing along like he is. Everyone's playing along with this whole... 2024 we got to we got to get rid of Biden and get a Republican in there and they'll 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 save everything that's all we got to do is vote yeah folks i opened my mind to that possibility uh during the trump era and that proved to be just same old same old Part of the racket. I don't even think we got till 2024. I think the whole 2024 thing is a distraction. My take on the classified documents in Biden, yeah, it's a distraction, but it's not even about getting rid of him for 2020. It's, it's just to keep everyone talking about 2024. That's always been the game. You can make a career as a political pundit on both sides of the aisle, so long as you follow one rule, and that rule is the vote, get out and vote. As long as you sell the idea 
that we have some type of fair democracy and all you got to do is vote, then you'll have a sweet career. And then you, you know, but if you go against that, <clears throat> then you're a pariah. That, I don't know if I'm using that word right. That no one wants to. Uh, you're not going to do. You're not going to have any success. You can be be on your own, independent. There's plenty. There's plenty of good folks out there that are telling the truth. I think, but they're independent for the most part. What do you think's going on with the Ukraine situation now? I'll be honest, uh, my, my subscribers here who tune in every week to the podcast are well aware that I've been very optimistic in a sense that I think, I think things are going to turn, well, things are going to change this year. I've been predicting that we've been experiencing this sort of good cop, bad cop thing and that things are going to get better compared to how they've been, but that it's all theater and they're still accomplishing their goals. For example, like the, the eugenics depopulation How do you do something that big and get away with it? Well, you could have patsies like Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and uh, who knows, maybe even a hundred others. Remember, Nuremberg was only 11 and have them take the fall and say, oh my God, look what these crazy people did. There's an interesting headline article you can look up. The headline is 7,600 fake nursing diplomas issued in Florida, 25 charged. Details about Operation Nightingale. This is a school, a few schools in Florida that were issuing uh, already up to over 7,000 fake diplomas for nurses, most of the nurses went off working in New Jersey and New York. Uh, this can kind of help explain why you've got these people in these hospitals that are have no problem with killing people, murdering people over the past couple of years. <clears throat> so anyways, I do think... Um, I do think things are going to turn around, uh, but I don't know. I don't know what the end goal is, and I don't know what the good cop's going to look like. I'm not a psychic, and these people are clever. But what I do see is that the so-called I, I do see that Biden is not in charge, and yet 
seems like everyone on all sides are kind of pretending that he is. And talking about, you know, voting and, and Republicans are the good guys who are going to save us, you know. I know that's all nonsense. And I know the so-called leftist revolutionaries are mentally ill people who are in complete, who are so far gone they're absolutely incapable of organizing anything so you got to ask yourself who's actually organizing these people and pulling the strings and if and whoever is doing that has obviously a lot of money at their disposal you could say George Soros is one of them and you'd be right, but he, he's not a puppet master either. You know, someone's, someone, he's working for someone else. Once again, you could, I'm sure you could trace this all back to the crown. And so you got to ask yourself, why did they choose an army of insane people? Is it because that's the actual front that's the actual battle i would say hell no i would say that that's obviously a um a feint a fake enemy a controlled opposition i guess that's probably not the right term but uh an army of patsies that is meant to get everyone's attention so that everyone's looking so that when they um they're going to end they're going to they're going to lose is what i'm saying this leftist revolution is going to be stomped into the ground and they're going to lose and they're going to get blamed for a lot of this stuff along with Klaus and Bill, they're going to get blamed for a lot of this stuff. Should it be ended? Yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying, hey, we can't fall for this and we can't, we got to do nothing. No, obviously we can't do nothing. Obviously, you know, the evil has to be stopped. Just saying it's, you know, think about it. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but um, you know we're not dealing with dummies, and this is not organic. This isn't just some. It's not like commies really think that communism works. You know, the the lower ones do, the mentally ill ones do, the go alongs do. But the ones pulling the strings and paying for it and, and wargaming the whole thing out, they know that it's just a tool. It's a tool that for all of history has been used for destruction, for mass destruction, accomplishing a lot of different things. It's a, it's a story for the history books is what it is. And it could be just as simple as a, a accounting management, um, farm management. It 
you know, they're culling the herd, they're resetting all their accounting, they're, they're clearing the books, clearing everything back to zero. It's all business. So the good news is, I guess, is I think things will turn around, but um, it'll turn around a lot better if, if we unify and we don't fall for all the tribalism and we really focus on learning how to not get played. And it would be really cool if we can wake up so much that they completely fail at the New World Order and... We move into this, because everything's going to change this year. It's going to be a very dramatic year. And that doesn't mean it has to be the new world order. It doesn't mean it has to change for the bad. I don't think it does. I believe in free will. I believe in miracles. I believe God helps those who help themselves. And I believe if the the majority of us come together and start doing the right thing and start acting righteously and pull our heads out of our butts, then I think we have a really good shot of, of wiping out the whole ugly mess of the new or of the old world order. And establishing something of our own. And if we were to do that, I mean, can you tell me when and if we've ever done that as a, as a people on earth? I think it's happened before, but I, don't, I can't tell you when. I know some people argue that's kind of what the Renaissance was. But who knows and who cares? We're living in the present It's crazy dark times. Crazy dark times. And, you know, this is a kind of a broken record for people, regular listeners and stuff. But in a lot of ways, I'm starting to realize that you know, how much I've been sucked into the nonsense, how much I've been fooled in just the past five years. And if it wasn't for the work that me and my colleagues have done in the past few years with the vaccines, warning people, if it wasn't for that, I'd probably feel like I wasted all my time. Because I really got into this thinking that I was going to make a real positive difference and get to the truth and, and defeat evil. <laughs> and um, I'm not going to go into the details, but there's so many things where I feel like I just was being fooled and being tricked. But the one way I don't feel that way is with the vaccines. I've said it before. I've heard, I've heard several people call into the show and say if it wasn't for our work, they, they would have gotten the shot. I've heard it, I've heard it several times. All I, all I really need is to hear it once for me to feel like, to, to, to thank God for 
blessing me with the job that I have and the opportunity that I have to, you know, and I'm not saying that to, I'm just saying that to say that, um, if it, like, if it wasn't for that, I, I, in a lot of ways, I just feel like I've been fooled, played. You know, I kind of got into this five years ago almost, thinking that Q was some type of good guy operation and that Trump was some kind of citizen, man of the people, going in there to fight the system. You know, I mean, if you still believe those things, then who knows? Maybe you're right, maybe I'm wrong. But I don't believe those things at all anymore, at all. Does it mean there's no hope? No. It just means that we have to put our faith in, in each other and in God and in ourselves. I don't mean put our, what I mean by ourselves is we have to, we have to do something. We, it, it, it could be as simple as, like I said, unifying and coming together and coming up with our own solutions and stop following all of it, you know, like the Amish. Yeah, the Amish are getting messed with now, but for years they were doing their own thing, marching to their own drum and ignoring all the humdrum, all the hubbub, all the noise. It is one big Pied Piper and we're all following along with it. This is all our, ultimately this is our fault because they're offering us this thing and we're accepting it. I don't know if you follow the work of Mark Passio. I'm a big fan, but he does a, a very good job of pointing out an uncomfortable truth, which is that the order followers are the ones guilty of all this wrong action. The order givers are not completely innocent, but they're not, their actions aren't doing anything. All they're doing is speaking words, telling the order followers what to do and telling us what to do, and we go along. So it's really on us. Unless you're not, unless you're doing your own thing. And that's great. Then you're part of this. If you're not, if you're not following along and you're marching to your own heart, your God, and you're doing what you believe is right, and you're not falling for all this stuff, you're not just going along, then you are part of the solution. And I thank you. All right. We are going to read over some of the comments from last week's podcast. I'm going to skip some of them. Some of them are just um, people saying nice words to me. So I'll skip those. I haven't really looked at too many of them uh, later in the week. Here's one from Allie, I think, or Ale. I haven't learned how to say this name yet. 
Solutions, move to the country and out of cities. Only keep 10 to 20% of your money in banks. Other 80% of your wealth needs to be in other forms. Real estate, gold, bonds, cash, stocks, crypto, storable food, insurance, etc. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Diversify. Local, county, state, federal elections. One person can make a real difference in local and county election races. The Republican Party is not wholly conservative, so working inside the party infrastructure itself can also help push the party more traditional. There are thousands of unfilled delegate seats across the country. That's what I find most interesting, interesting about this. There are thousands of unfilled delegate seats across the country. Start growing your own food. A small garden and three chickens is a fantastic, great start. Research, read, watch how to build these things and support their growth. Find a local ranch and dairy so you can get natural pastured meat and raw milk. Pray, do yoga, heal, read wisdom or fiction. Try not to only read news. Build your own cold plunge and IR sauna. Both are powerful tools for healthy healing and vitality. I agree with every bit of that. Kelzilla adds, this has turned into a big cliche. Survivalism has turned into a effing joke. I try to keep my language clean, folks. I know some of you don't like it, but I decided to make it family friendly. Learn some skills, thriving with no resources. Moving in a ghost town is the future. Yeah, I won't argue with that. You know, a friend of mine has pointed out that um, a lot of these rundown towns are Federal Reserve Bank cities. There's only 12 cities in the country that are Federal Reserve Banks. And that those are the cities being turned into, they're being burned down to the ground and turned into total ghettos because they're, they're the ones that are going to be converted into the 15-minute cities. And that does kind of make sense. When you look at the Federal Reserve Banks, they are like uh, fortresses. Jefferson talks about Dilbert, the, uh, Dil- or the guy who created Dilbert. I can't think of his name. Scott Adams, the guy who made the video. Uh, going on and on and on and on and on about how the, the anti-vaxxers were win and the guy, everyone who got the vaccine lost. And he says it over and over and over again. You probably know what I'm talking about. It was a big video last week. And uh, yeah, I've, it's annoying to me. I think he's annoying to me. But I think, and the reason he's probably annoying is because he's just a big ego. And what we're seeing with that whole video of him saying, you know, you guys won, you win. All right, you win. That's an ego breakdown. That's a big ego. And a big ego, being right, is the most important thing there is. And so that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a breakdown just simply because he was wrong and his ego can't handle it. And because his personality is built so much on his ego, like so many people, it's now breaking down. It doesn't know how to handle it. It doesn't realize that this isn't a game. And it's not about being right or wrong. It's about trying to stop it. It's about recognizing the evil. I mean, 
Right now, people are still dying. We're still hearing news about little children having heart attacks. And so we have to do something to stop this instead of going on and on and on about who's right and who's wrong. It doesn't matter at all. Jefferson adds, I agree, uh, he agrees with the ego breakdown and stuff, and I also think he was being a little evasive about some things, and yet at least he came to the conclusion without a lot of reasoning. These leftists have proven time and time again that they will not go back and eat their words. They will not admit they were wrong. So for him to do that is a huge, huge accomplishment, and you're right, it's a breakdown of their ego and their stance that they really believed was correct. That little three-letter word you refer to as ego is so powerful, and I believe through the centuries has been the cause of wars and the destruction of civilizations. All because of pride and the one side or the other trying to disprove what the other side believes. Humans, complicated. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I did a whole podcast called uh, Me and My Shadow, and that's basically what I'm talking about. I mean, ultimately, and that's what David Icke talks about all the time. And that's one of the reasons I think David Icke is the most uh, correct person in the, in the field. It's not until we unify and realize that we are all one when, until any of this changes. And the only way we get there is on an individual one-by-one one basis. People have to face themselves It's very difficult. It takes the most courage because your ego mind knows you better than yourself and your ego mind is part of you and it knows how to make you feel crazy. It knows how to make you feel... It, it will, the last thing it wants you to do is for you to start looking at it and observing it and questioning it because it just wants to be in control. It wants to convince you that you're right about everything. Once you start trying to question that, you're going to start having a hard time and it takes courage to go through that and face it. And as they say, experience some type of ego death. You're never going to, that's just a saying, because what the ego really is, is like, it's like your operating system. You need it for some things. You just have to learn that it's not you and to turn it off. The only way you're ever going to receive any higher guidance from the higher self or the Holy Spirit or whatever you want to call it is to learn to shut that thing off every now and then. It's like leaving the TV on all the time because the noise, the, the distraction of the noise keeps you comfortable. You got to learn to turn it off and be okay with the peace and be okay with the quiet. And the only reason you're not at first is because that part of the mind wants to make sure that you never do that. All right, moving on. Kelzilla says, the ego is my soul. Hubris is the downfall. Nothing wrong with a bit of chauvinism. Ha, ha, ha. Jefferson, you should watch the lecture Greg linked earlier in the thread. And Happy New Year. Oh, yeah, I linked a lecture of Manly P. Hall. 
I highly recommend. It's in the comment section here from last week's God is Love about um, magnetic fields. And once again, all the more reason to take, you got to take care of yourself. Because here's the thing, if we, in the world we live in, if we don't really take care of ourselves, and that means, you know, honest introspection and self-care and love yourself, like treat yourself with respect, the same kind of respect and love that you would treat your child. If we don't do that, then um, we will become a mess. Sophia says, when you are speaking about defining love, I want to chime in and say that I experience it as beautiful emanating frequency. Frequencies and resonances in their fullness seem to be beyond description in earthly languages. Maybe the closest we get in describing divine love is through elevated poetry and music. But if we really love each other, love all the beings of of the natural world, then we become it. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, if if you think that sounds stupid, or if you you know hippie or retarded or whatever, I would argue there's a reason why you feel that way. I would argue that there's some scar that you have that is keeping you from real love, and that, and I'm not saying that to be judgy. That's common. We all have it. In the uh, yogic tradition of self-introspection, of cleansing your soul, they call it samskaras, which I always thought was interesting because the word scar is in there. Language is interesting because it's kind of hard to wrap your head around how how that's in there, but that's exactly what it is. Scars, And then the Sufis say that um, to heal from your old wounds, you kind of have to have some experience that rips the wound open again and then allows you to see it and experience it with presence. Not get triggered by it, not react to it, but observe it with presence and, and love, love for yourself. Like I said, respect, because you deserve it. And that's the best, the most valuable work. Those who know what I'm talking about, it get it. Those who don't know what I'm talking about, you have work to do. We all do on this subject. Not to be preachy, but sometimes I am. Fair Poet says, adds to the the whole thing about the love, uh, the ability to preach myself happy. Yeah, that's important too. Got to keep your love happy energy up, folks. It keeps your magnetic field strong. It protects you from ailments and diseases. And it makes you a positive force in this world. That's the best thing you can do. The most effective thing you can do is to make yourself as healthy and vibrant as possible. That's going to just naturally affect the environment around you. Uh, Federico Kunzendorf 
says, about love yourself, I think it makes no sense. If the definition of love is giving yourself up to the one you love, but the main issue with love is English language or modern American culture. In Latin or in modern Spanish, you don't use love for everything. You only use love for the super most important things. As a teenager, when we got out of, when we got with a girl, we were very cautious to say, I love you. That implied something very important, a compromise. How can love apply to God, wife, sex, or a you? That implied something very important, a compromise. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I missed that. How can love apply to God, wife, sex, or a hamburger at the same time? Only in America. Love is absolutely devaluated. Check Peter Crete about love or C.S. Lewis book, The Four Loves. Even Peter Kreeft speech about happiness and the relationship with modernism. All right, I'm going to copy and paste that comment right now. I'll be back. I think the, the, the audio goes out when I do this for some reason. Be right back. Alrighty, I'm back. Yeah, I'm going to look, when I'm done with that, I'm going to look that up. I want to check out, uh, you're right. I mean, uh, that's kind of what I was talking about last week on God is love is just how much I love the word love, right? And it has become somewhat devalued. Uh, I bet you that C.S. Lewis book, The Four Loves, is pretty good. That's what I'm going to check out first. And I've never heard of Peter Kreeft. Speech about happiness. I think I'm going to listen to that as soon as I'm done. We got a lot of smart people here in the comments. Steve Jonas says, love is psychology. Comfort and companionship is real. Now that is true. Have you ever loved, I mean, loving someone else and that person loving you back and having a relationship of love and compassion is one of the most powerful healing things you can experience in life. It's life-changing. It is no little thing. People are talking about the hidden messages in water by Emoto. It's uh, definitely worth looking up if you haven't seen it. That'll, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that'll change your perspectives on reality. And we're made of 80% water. And you can see just what our prayers and just our thoughts, just the words that we say and the emotions that we feel, the effect that it has on water. And we live in a water world. We are made of water. The air is water, basically. We are swimming like fish in a sea. It's just that there's not as much density of water. There's not, the, the water density in the air is obviously much less than in the oceans and the lakes, but it's still there. If it wasn't, we would dry up like crackers. Kelzilla is listening. Uh, I'm listening to Joan to today. Jones, it's three twenty-two. Yeden McCullough. I'm reliving 2021 all over again. I only want to knot ropes and buy lumber of guia for guillotine. <laughs> I wish planes flown by pilots who died from the clot shot to fall in the giant Moderna and Pfizer plant. They have built in my town. Those two buildings are a monument to everything wrong with capitalism 
and the Aglo American NWO project. Why lose money fighting your enemy when you can achieve the goal and make a buck at the same time? Classic. Today I feel for the African who have been taken advantage of by Big Pharma. Yeah. Steve Starr says, from what I have heard, communists, fascists, and ultimate dictators will never admit that they were wrong. Why? They are afraid to be human or admit that their authority and decisions should never, have been, should never be challenged. I am not sure that I put Trump in that category, as he might have actually believed that the ability to produce and distribute an instant remedy with mRNA vaccines was needed. This is what Dr. Robert Malone stated was the goal of rapid mRNA development, which could be used to protect the masses from these dangerous diseases very quickly any of which could be either natural or man-made. Who knows what scary movies Fauci might have shown Trump, but in the end, Trump ignored people like Dr. Scott Atlas and let Fauci rape the world. But now the problem is that we have hindsight as to what really happened for whatever reasons. Trump was played for a buffoon, and now he has to own it and doesn't want to admit it. There is no way out of this except admission of guilt. Oops, I forgot. We were talking about love. But wait a minute. Isn't this what love is? Being real? Taking responsibility? Caring about people? Being honest? Yeah. I agree, Steve. That is what love is. If you're not being real to someone, then you can't. That's not love. That's deception. Deception is the, is the antithesis of love. Being too stubborn to admit you're wrong and is a lie. And that's the antithesis of love. And you might be right that Trump started off with good intentions. That's kind of what I thought at first. I've heard some interesting stories about him back in the 80s with Deutsche Bank that I haven't investigated but if true, it seems to be that he's been compromised for a very long time and just simply playing his role. Who knows? But you're right, Steve. Even at the best case scenario that he had the best intentions and got tricked, he, he won't admit it. And I, and I can't give him a pass for that. That's not, um, that's not a little thing. And I've heard stories about Malone, Robert Malone, a lot of people. I mean, he does have an entourage of security. He is, um, apparently he was de- he's currently developing some mRNA vaccine in India. <clears throat> and so maybe he believes that there are good aspects to it. Maybe there are. I don't know. Uh, I am an anti-vaxxer. Always have been. I got no problem admitting that. And um, I don't think I'm a dummy like Scott Adams says. I think it's, uh, I think what it is, is it's taking care of your body. I'm not a fan of pharmaceuticals. I'm not a fan of modern medicine or doctors. I like chiropractors. I like massage therapists. I like eating whole foods, exercise, love, happiness, peace, and holistic doctors. I think 
we've retarded ourselves. I think modern everything is a, uh, a big lie. Hundreds of years ago, I think we had a much better understanding of real medicine. Christina says she has to disagree with saying something over. We were talking about uh, on the podcast that everyone's commenting on here, God is love, about um, about mantras. Uh, I was talking about an I love you mantra that kind of helped me get through some struggles. And she says, I have to disagree with the saying something over and over again, not being negative. Now that I am typing this, I realize that it might just be me saying the truth and it's not negative. But I was with my kid's dad for 16 years who was very physically abusive. I got out of that relationship and repeat to myself, we are not friends and I don't even like you. And I think I have to agree with her. I don't think that's negative. Sometimes we have to, sometimes we lie to ourselves Sometimes we're, we are our own worst enemy and we have to program ourselves with the truth all the time. You know, if we recognize a negative cycle that we have where basically we are to blame for our own self-destructive behavior, then yeah, we have to um, reprogram the mind. And that's a great way of doing it. Just simple repetition. Uh, Fairport says, uh, Fair Poet says, studying attachment theory has been extremely eye-opening for me, as well as the big five. See Dr. Jordan Peterson. I've lived so much of my life in high anxiety and agreeableness. It was so tiresome and people-pleasing. Then these past, then these past couple of years, with all the shite going on, I went full throttle, avoidant. Fortunately, I score highest in openness and I'm actively pursuing a more secure attachment in every part of life. I have seen through that predators love the supply they get from folks who aren't more secure. I have also been manipulated as a single girl in ways that digest me. I think that's disgust me. I might be wrong. Uh, and yet I was at one time so lonely and desperate for validation that I allowed my naivete, naivete to be used as their supply. We attract what we vibrate. <clears throat> Yeah, I agree with that. We do attract what we vibrate. Calzilla responds, the good doctor has his way to creep inside everyone's life. He made psychology great again for me. Back in college, I was aiming for a psychology master, got accepted, got in touch with older student to get ahead with my class, thinking I should read Carl Jung's works, got told the teacher disliked Jung, like Freud, liked Freud, I was ahead on Freud. I went on reading Ed, Edward Bernays thinking I made a crazy find. Well, I found the invisible guiding hand, the determinist wet dream to prove I had free will. I did the only ethical thing I could do, drop out. Yeah, Freud is a creepy drug addict pedophile 
Carl Jung is pretty badass. Steve Jonas says, no one deserves to be stupid, and yet they are. I've called COVID an IQ test from the very beginning. It's an IQ test and a life test all rolled into one. Who's weak enough to take it? Who's scared enough to outsmart themselves? Who will make up excuses after excuses as to why they need to fly or why they need to visit or why they need a paycheck? Almost all fell for it in some way. Bowing down and wearing their mask was one of the most absurd things I'd ever witnessed. I had to completely change my entire life and lost or gave away almost everything so that I could live free and maskless. Just goes to show what studies have always proven. Most people have low IQ. Told they're smart because a rigged education system designed to teach people things others want them to know told them that they're intelligent. Newsflash, it's almost all a Ponzi scheme designed simply to achieve the goals of the ones controlling you. Less than 4,000 investors hold more than 50% of the shares for damn near every uh, corporation in the world, unless they're private. Elon, Twitter, SpaceX, boring company, Starlink. These people control almost everything we have to interact with on a daily basis. They make the rules and you all follow them. They win no matter what. If you buy Coca-Cola or Pepsi, they win. Apple or Microsoft, they win. Boeing or Airbus, they win. Military or three letters, they win. They control almost every side and knowledge source on the planet for everything needed to survive unless you live off your own land and become self-sufficient. Yeah. And it goes on and on. And I'm not going to argue with that. That's really what it comes down to. We have to, we have to wake up. We have to unify. We have to stop looking for heroes. We have to stop sitting at home and, and watching the show, expecting it to go our way. I'm going to wrap it up now, but that's a good way to wrap it up. We have to become our own heroes. We really do. It really is that simple. And that means we have to stop fighting each other. And uh, start with ourselves. And then with our loved ones. And then our communities. Go from there. Because I believe, I believe in humanity and I believe in this. I don't know if this has ever even happened. The more I look into history, the more I think we've never really had. Um, civilization has never had anything organic. Civilization te- tends to be a very controlled system. Always has been. But I've kind of become an anarchist in my older years of wisdom. And anarchy is not chaos. Anarchy is having enough individual responsibility 
Well, you need the majority of the people to have it in order for it to work. But having enough individual self-responsibility where that's what you do. You take care of yourself. You take care of your own health. You take responsibility for your own actions. You look out for the ones you love. You protect the ones you love. You band together with your neighbors and you make it happen. And you take care of things yourself. You don't rely on some controllers to tell you what to do. You don't follow orders. You do the right thing. And once enough of us do that, what's the saying of anarchy? No masters above us, no slaves, no, no masters, no slaves. And that means individual, not just individual freedom. Individual freedom is the result of individual responsibility, doing the right thing, living like Christ or living like the Buddha. That might offend some people because some people, I guess, want, uh, they believe everything has to be specifically their way. But have you ever stopped to think that maybe things are uh, separated through cultural things and language? And maybe really all that matters is that we all behave rightly. We all respect each other. We respect ourselves. We do the right thing. We live in a righteous way, in truth. And then by doing that, we experience real freedom. I believe in it. I love you guys. I hope you're all doing well. I really do. I know a lot of us are struggling. And if you are, then um, I pray for you and I ask you to pray for yourself and ask God for help and help will come. But stay strong and stay healthy and stay positive, stay present we got a big year ahead of us, and I, I, I believe in us. I do. All right, I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Actually, wait. Oh, let me wrap it up this. Um, next week, I'm actually taking off, I think, for the first time since I've been doing the podcast. I don't think I've taken off. I might have taken off once. I can't remember. But what I'm going to do next week is I'm going to upload one of my videos from Rockfin. I've decided to reverse on Rockfin this might make a lot of my subscribers here happy. It makes me happy. I'm not too happy with Rockfin the way it's working out. No offense against Rockfin. The cryptocurrency thing is not working out for the amount of work I'm putting into it. And it's, I do feel kind of bad that the people here on Substack subscribing to me are missing out on the content. Substack now has a video thing that's in beta. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start uploading. I have three videos that I made for Rockfin. I will upload all of those here over time, starting with one next week. Um, The only way that's not going to happen is if the beta video thing isn't ready for that. But I think it is. It appears to be. Um, And then I'm also going to start doing uh, interviews. I'm going to actually start my own interview podcast where I have guests. And then the first one will be coming out in the next few weeks with Ricky DeSantis, first cousin of Governor Ron DeSantis, a new acquaintance of mine here in Florida who has an absolutely phenomenal 9-11 survivor story. He was in the buildings on 9-11 trying to save his fiance who died that day and actually had a, a... disposable camera with him and took some photographs from the south side that 
angles I've never seen before. He's got an incredible story. Uh, that's going to be a doozy. I think everyone's going to, going to enjoy to check that out. So look forward to that. That's going to be on Substack. I'm going to really start putting a lot more effort onto Substack. I'm putting it all on Substack. As for Rockfin, if, if you signed up for Rockfin, I'm going to figure out how to remedy this. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep uploading these things to Rockfin as well. I'm just going to stop promoting it and kind of migrate everyone over here. I would love to figure out exactly who signed up for Rockfin specifically for my work. And then I can comp you, comp them memberships here on Substack. I don't know how to do that, but I want to figure that out. I want to do the right thing. So next week, I won't be doing a podcast. I will be uploading one of these videos, the, the one on the orphan trains, unless for some reason Substack isn't ready for it. But I will be back the following week, and soon after that, I will, I will start be uploading interviews. I'm excited about that. That's a new... Um, that's my, my plan is to venture off into a new path of, I want to move away from the political sphere. I don't think our solutions are in left-right politics. I really don't. So I want to start focusing on solutions and unification and truth. And a great way to start is with Ricky DeSantis, because like I said, the man has got just a phenomenal story. I bet you he's got things, I I bet you no matter how much of a 9-11 researcher you are, he's got things that you haven't heard, at least a couple. That'd be my guess, because that was my experience. So anyways, that's it. Um, I look forward to the new direction. I hope you guys do too. I hope my subscribers are pleased to hear this. I hope uh, if you listen to this and you signed up for Rockfin specifically for me, I hope you reach, you know, reach out to me and throw a comment on here. Let me know. And let me try to do the right thing. All right, that's it now. Now I'm really done, okay? Love you guys. Have a great week. See you guys soon. Bye-bye.